اعوذ باللہ من الشیطان الرجیم بسم اللہ الرحمن الرحیم لا الہ الا اللہ محمد رسول اللہ صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم I greet you all brothers and other sisters there are a few sisters as well I greet you all with the universal greeting the greeting that has been used by the messengers and the prophets of Allah that Musa alayhi salam would say shalom Isa alayhi salam would say shalom and our beloved prophet sallallahu alayhi salam used to make the salam so with that same greeting I greet you assalamu alaikum wa alaikum assalam the salam is a greeting of peace the salam actually conveys a state of peace so peace salam is the most important for us to focus on if there is no salam there can be no iman and if there's no iman then we cannot have our duas answered and our duas are the weapons of the believers our duas is the accessing of our rab allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so i am very pleased to be here this is my 71st visit to cape town 71 and this is my 53rd juma lecture 53rd and this particular mosque i always drive past and i've always felt in me that i want to speak at this mosque and i am here so all praise be to allah for supporting and granting my wish and to walana mohsin ashrafi zalgonka and others who have allowed me this privilege to be here with you for one purpose and one purpose alone which is to glorify our rab allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so i'm going to begin by reading some of the verses of the glorious quran as an introduction to what i'm going to share with you the first one says there is only one lord one creator one source so of me and me alone be in all allah is telling us that he is our rab our source we come from allah and allah has even breathed his spirit into us the glorious quran says glorious quran says allah has given us gifts and favors not given to any other creation one of the gifts and favors that we have is the ruh that allah breathed into us so we are we are to acknowledge that our rab not only created us but he didn't create us as animals or even angels he created us as the crowning creation which is humanity where we alone have certain gifts and favors that angels don't have freedom of choice imagination angels don't have those gifts animals don't have those so allah is telling us there is only one supreme creator source and of me me alone be in awe now we say the words allahu akbar how many times a day but we say it as a statement and we don't say it as a state as an exclamation with feeling allahu akbar to be in a state of awe is not just saying words it's a feeling and that's what i'm here to support us in experiencing today so that is the first one the second one verse that was chapter 16 verse 51 second one says oh you who believe remember allah with much remembrance so allah is encouraging us that if we are among those who claim we believe we are to remember allah with much remembrance then he goes on to say 
And surely without doubt the remembrance of Allah is the greatest of all things. Now that is a very strong statement. That the remembrance of Allah is the greatest of all things. There is nothing greater. We can read the Quran, but it is not greater than the remembrance of Allah. We can practice Islam, but it is not the great, greater than the remembrance of Allah. In fact, the first principle, the pillar of Islam is Iman, the recognition of Allah. So Allah is guiding us that the greatest of all things is the remembrance of Allah. And then it goes on to say that bring thy Lord to remembrance in thy very soul. That when you're remembering Allah, you don't just remember from your tongue. You remember from your being. From a depth within you. With humility and reverence. Without loudness of words in the mornings and in the evenings. Allah is telling us when you remember him, remember him with humility, humbleness and reverence. Reverence means to be in a state of recognition of the greatness of Allah without loudness of words. That when we, it's not the words that matter, it's your state that matters when you remember Allah. And remember Allah mornings and evenings. And it goes on to say, verily in the remembrance of Allah, only does a heart find a reassurance. Verily, it is only in the remembrance of Allah that a heart finds reassurance. Now, I'm in the psychological services business and there are very few people that I meet that are in a state of inner peace. People are so affected, people are so worried, people are so stressed, they're giving themselves illness and disease. And the thing that people don't know is that stress is only the failure to be in awe of Allah. If you are in a state of awe of Allah, you will never be stressed. Because enough is Allah for us, the Quran tells us. In fact, the Quran asks you, is not Allah sufficient for you? We say, yeah, but, but, uh, but uh, you know, sorry, I've got, got more important things to do. See? I got other things to do to sort my problems out. Remembrance of Allah is not one of them for many of us. And it goes on to say that remember Allah standing, sitting or even lying on your side. Now you don't have to make wudu to remember Allah. This is the beauty of it. Nor is there any state of posture that you have to be. Not only ceremonial purity you don't have to be in. But you don't even have to make postures. Up, down, ruku, sajda. You don't. You can remember Allah while you're doing anything and everything. And Allah tells us that it is the greatest of all things to remember Him. So a lot of us are forgetting about salam. That's why me, as different as I am from the usual lecturers, I'm speaking about the importance of salam. A lot of us are even worshipping Islam. We have forgotten the worship of Allah. Allah has become a secret among Muslims where everything else is spoken about but not Allah this is why I am very grateful to be here to remind us all who are joined here together under the ummati of the beloved Muhammad sallallahu beloved prophet of Allah the greatest man who ever lived in terms of his conduct, his being and in terms of his contribution to humanity, no leader ever was before and no leader will ever be after. So we have the greatest model in the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And we have Allah 
And enough is Allah for us. The Quran tells us Allah has power over all things. All things. Your health, He has power over it. Your wealth, He has power over it. Your relationships, He has power. Allah has power over all things. So this is what the Quran is telling us. That when you are free from duties, turn thy full attention to your Rabb wholeheartedly. Turn your attention. Become cognizant of Allah. That's what we are being told. And the men and women who remember Allah much with their hearts and their tongues, Allah has prepared for them forgiveness and a great reward. There is great benefit in remembering Allah. That's what we are brought into awareness, the Quran is telling us. And it goes on. Don't let your property nor your children divert you from the remembrance of Allah. Whoever is distracted from the remembrance of Allah, they are losers. If you forget, you might be a good Muslim, but Iman might not be in your heart. Because that's what the Quran tells us. That when the Bedouin Arabs came to the beloved Prophet and said to them, but we are among those who submit. And the guidance came through the Prophet from the Quran that you are among those who have submitted your will to Islam, as salamna, but Iman has not entered into your hearts. Satan causes them to forget Allah. That's what it says here in the Qulajah's Quran. Whoever turns away from my remembrance, their life becomes tight and narrow, and on the day of judgment they shall be raised up blind. That's what Allah is telling us. Allah also tells us, whoever turns away from my remembrance, theirs will be a depressed life. Goes on to tell us as well, then hasten to the remembrance of your Lord. We are cautioned. You see, the Quran doesn't threaten us, brothers and sisters. The Quran doesn't threaten us. It cautions us. To all people have come messengers of glad tidings. What is the glad tiding? That Allah is your Rabb. He, he adores you. He has given you honor and status. And he has nothing for you except blessings. That's the great news. But they have also come with a cautioning. That if you are not cognizant of Allah, then yours will be a life of great trouble and tribulation. It's caution. It's not fear. We are not here to be terrified of Allah. For He is Al-Wadud, always loving. He is the benevolent. He is the beneficent. He is the forgiver. He is the compassionate one. We are not here to live in threat of Allah. We are to turn towards Allah in recognition of His greatness and the greatness that He has given us status as human beings and also that the great opportunity life is and to live life from a state of salam and iman and what is possible for us when we live life from a state of salam and iman so in my time remaining there's more ayats but that you can read in the Quran I'd like to share with you from my own experience what I have used for myself to get into a greater state of salam greater state of iman, peace helping other human beings so you heard Ms. Maulana say that I am a self-empowerment specialist. I teach people not to set their goals and achieve their goals. I teach people how to connect with Allah. 
And let Allah do it for you because Allah says in the Quran, invoke me and I will surely respond. Empowerment is not about you using your mind. Empowerment is about you surrendering your mind and connecting with Allah and letting Allah accomplish your purpose. That's what it says in Surah Nisa. It's not for you to find a way out of your problems. It is for Allah to find a way for you out of your problems. And when Allah finds a way for you out of your problems, He finds ways from sources unknown, ways unexpected and unimagined. For those who put their faith and trust in Allah, sufficient is Allah for them and Allah will surely accomplish their purpose. So, Islam, what does Islam mean? A lot of people will tell you it comes from the root SLM, Salam, which means peace. But there's another root of Islam which means Silam, which means to release, to let go, to surrender. What? Our own intelligence. In, for what purpose? So that you can recognize the intelligence that is Allah. We are addicted to our own minds. The worst sickness is to think that you know everything and that you have understanding of everything. The beloved Prophet showed us that when he was in the cave, he was the most vulnerable with his companion next to him and the Meccans were outside and Abu Bakr Siddiq but, you know, he, he actually was afraid and he says to the Prophet, is this the end? And the Prophet said, Allah is with us. If it was you and I, we'll say there's no door outside of the Meccans. This is not a very big cave. It's over. But seemingly to us and our minds, we lose hope. But we don't understand the power that is Allah and the intelligence that is Allah. That Allah created a spider to protect the beloved Prophet and his companion. Our minds would never have done that. Humanity is in a state of great arrogance at the moment. Great arrogance. That we think our intelligence is supreme. I invite you brothers and sisters to acknowledge that intelligence that was prior to your existence and that is primary intelligence that is greater than your own. I invite you to release Islam, Salam, surrender your own smartness, surrender your own intelligence and acknowledge that one intelligence. Remember Allah, recognize that one intelligence that is prior to your own intelligence before you even had a mind. Allah was. Allah says in the glorious Quran that we have delivered you from your mother's wombs. What did you have to do to get born and delivered? Nothing. What did your intelligence, what role could your smartness play in being born, getting the body that you have? And being, Allah says, it is we who have delivered you from your mother's wombs. We have given you sight and hearing, intelligence and affect, feeling. But yet, that you may be grateful. That you may be grateful. What does grateful mean? Acknowledge it. You can't be grateful for something that you don't acknowledge. You have to acknowledge that intelligence. When you acknowledge that supreme intelligence that is Allah, life becomes very different for you. I can tell you from my own experience and from guiding other people, life becomes very, very different. So I am inviting you to acknowledge, because you're thinking I got these serious problems. I can't see a way out. There must be no way out. Your intelligence, you need to 
surrendered. You need to prostrate and draw closer to Allah. You need to put your head down and be in humble awareness of this intelligence and this reverence of this intelligence because most of us are failing. And I said to you the verses of how important it is for us to remember Allah. So I invite you. Is there an intelligence greater than your own, prior than your own? Is there? If you say, yes, you have prostrated. If you say there is, now you can have a relationship with it. Now you can become aware and cognizant and interact with this intelligence. Prior to that, when you get affected, stressed and bothered, you're denying the intelligence that is Allah, that is supreme. So now that you accept that there's an intelligence greater than your own, let me invite you to something else. This intelligence that is greater than your own, is what is the nature of this intelligence? And we say to you that it is supreme. It is supreme. It is all-powerful and it is benevolent. You see, you plant a fruit seed, a tree grows with hundreds of fruit on it. That is benevolence of Allah. You don't plant one seed, you get one tree with one fruit. Do you understand? There is an intelligence prior to your own that is benevolent. He's looking after you. You don't know it. You deny it. You think you look after you. You think you depend on you. Most of us depend on ourselves, our bosses, our jobs, our spouses. We depend on people. We have forgotten our Allah. Enough is Allah for us. Allah has power over all things. We say that. We might even convince ourselves we're good Muslims. We might read the Quran cover to cover. But yet we are not in humble reverence of Allah. The primary, if I'm wrong, Mulana, correct me. Our purpose is to acknowledge Allah. It's to read the Quran, but that's not your purpose. Your purpose is to acknowledge Allah. And in, the remember, in reading the Quran, that is a remembrance of Allah. Am I right, Mulana? So what I'm saying to us is, become aware there is an intelligence greater than your own and prior to your own. Become aware that this intelligence is enough for you. It is supreme. It is all-powerful and it is benevolent. Benevolent means it created you so that you may be comfortable and that you may be taken care of. Allah looks after us. Although you think you look after you, your children, your brothers and sisters, etc. or your boss looks after you, that is not so. That is the addiction to the mind and the nonsense that goes on because shaitan whispers into the minds of men. And we are cautioned to begin. That's why I began today saying, I seek refuge in Allah, the love that is Allah, the support that is Allah, the protection that is Allah, and the provision that is Allah. From who? From the whisperings of Satan within me. That says to me, no, you're not loved by Allah. No, you're not. You're not supported by Allah. No, you're not protected by Allah. No, you're not provided for by Allah. We are in a state of denial. So when you can begin to open up and recognize that Allah values you, you are valuable to Allah, that your quality of life is valuable to Allah and Allah is available to you right now and He is the one, He is taking care of you. He is available to take care of things for you. And he is here to make things happen for you. We deny that. I am cared for by Allah. You know how I know that? I exist. 
I am taken care of by Allah. You know how I know that? I did nothing from the womb to be here. I have eyes, ears, I can smell, I can speak, I can enjoy beautiful foods. I did nothing of that. What did my intelligence have to do? It's Allah cares for me. He gave me hands to eat. Like when you look at cats eating, they put their whole face into the bowl and they eat. I have dignity. I can eat with like, you know. He says in the Quran that he has given us the best of molds. He has given us status that he has not given to other creation. Yet most of mankind is ungrateful, Allah says. So next I invite you to become aware of the gifts of Allah. First, existence. What role did your intelligence have to play in your existence? Before you had your own intelligence, remember when did you get your, after you were born, your brain developed, after that then your intelligence came. But before you were even born, the intelligence that is Allah taught you into being. Not your own intelligence. Your existence is not a function of your intelligence. It is the intelligence that Allah that has called you forth. Your intelligence had no role in it. What did you have to do to be born? To say I want existence. Allah I'll do this for you. you do. It's given to you unconditionally. Your existence is a gift given to you by Allah. Your intelligence had no role to play in it. Humble yourselves. Prostrate. In humble reverence. That you may revere Allah. And that your life may be changed forever. Humble yourselves. Prostrate psychologically. Islam means surrender of your own intelligence to the intelligence that is Allah. Islam means let go of your addiction to your own thinking. Your own intelligence. Recognize there is a greater intelligence that is always available. Taking care of you. Taking care of things for you. And is available to make things happen for you. So your existence, what role did your intelligence play in it? Any role? Not at all. Your value in Islam, all human beings have value and rights. Every, no human being can be disrespected in Islam. Even a murderer, even a sinner, even a non-Muslim, woman, children, everybody, neighbors have rights. All human beings have dignity given to us by Allah. What role did your intelligence play in giving you dignity and honor as human beings? Nothing. It was given to us unconditionally. A benevolent, by the benevolence of Allah we exist. By the benevolence of Allah we have value. By the benevolence of Allah we have the body that we have. That allows us comfort in this world. I can walk. Imagine if you didn't have legs what that would be like. I can hold this, this mic in my hand. Imagine if I didn't have a hand. Not only do we have things that allow us to function adequately. But it allows us to function with absolute elegance. We have joints and ankles. We look, when you look at one another, Allah says in the Quran, we have created you in the best of molds. Allah created us, when you, when you wash your face, your hand goes, your, fa your face goes into your hand exact size. Imagine if you had long fingers and a small palm and we looked like Frankenstein's monster. Allah created us. To be comfortable in our own bodies. What role did your mind have to play in your comfort? That you can taste the best of foods. Allah has made the most enjoyable experiences. Color vision. Hearing. What role did your intelligence play? Could your intelligence in any way ever dream up your existence? Ever dream up your rights and value? Ever dream up this body? Your intelligence can't do that. No human beings intelligence. It is only the intelligence that is Allah our Rabb that has wisdom in this particular way. 
Allah is enough for us, but we are failing to recognize it because we depend on ourselves, we do not depend on Allah. We say we depend on, we speak like Muslims, we do the things Muslims do, but the thing that is Iman, very short supply. Verily, the remembrance, the recognition of Allah is the greatest of all activities a human being can. The cognizance of Allah is the greatest of all activities. The Quran says that. So Allah has given us this body to experience great satisfaction, tastes. You can have the most enjoyable foods. Allah has made sexual experience halal for us, beautiful experiences. Allah cares about our satisfaction. Our satisfaction is important. Our ease is important to Allah. Otherwise, you would just have one eye in black and white. You have one ear. Allah has created us that we have an enjoyable, satisfying experience of a life. Of life, all praise be to Allah. We are not like animals, etc., etc. Allah has given us our minds to use. He has given us freedom of choice. Angels don't have freedom of choice. Animals don't have freedom of choice. What a gift that is. Psychological abilities of speech. Here I am speaking to you. What an amazing thing that is. The Quran tells us repeatedly that all blessings come from Allah. And if you try to count the blessings of Allah, you never will. But yes, most of mankind deny the blessings of Allah. Allah has given us a heart to experience love, joy, fun, play, laughter. What a gift is that? What role did our intelligence have to play in that? Nothing. Allah has given us creativity. You look around us. Everything that you see, whether a clock or a fan or this mosque, comes through the creativity that Allah has given human beings. That we use and contribute. This is the gifts of Allah that we deny. Surah Rahman says 31 times, which of the favors of your Lord do you deny? Which of the, not once, not twice, 31 times. Allah is trying to get across something here. Asking you over and over. Wake up. Which of the favors are you denying? I'm giving you a few. Which ones are you denying from the ones that I'm mentioning? Allah has given us life. That you plant seeds, it grows into tree. Life is not meant to be stressful. Life when you fail to acknowledge Allah becomes very distressful. That's what the Quran says. Those who forget Allah, theirs becomes a very depressed life. But those who are in awareness of Allah and the gifts and favors and those who are in a state of appreciation, Allah says, if you appreciate, you'll get more. Those of us are failing, living in unconsciousness, we are living hell on earth. Hell on earth. But it's not like that. Life wasn't meant to be hell on earth. It was meant to be enjoyed. Allah's gift to us. So what I'm saying to you, these are special, these are special gifts given to us, not given to other creation. And then there's two more gifts that are special favors that I'll just mention very briefly which most people fail to recognize we fail to see what we have already so you're not going to see what I'm talking to you about unless you really reflect and contemplate the gift of forgiveness is one of the greatest gifts given to us it's Allah's special favor that even though we go astray and wrong our own souls we don't wrong Allah, you must understand that. Allah is free of need, He is beyond. If all human beings try to get together to wrong Allah, we would never. Right? So, we wrong our own souls and we create problems for us. Allah's forgiveness of us is Allah's protection of us from ourselves. <laughs> forgiveness is Allah protecting you from the way you hurt yourself. We are the most dangerous people to ourselves. There is nobody more dangerous to us. 
we through wronging our own souls take ourselves to hell in this world and the hereafter and even though we go astray Allah says do not despair of the mercy of your Lord turn to me ask me for forgiveness what a gift and opportunity that is to have your soul cleansed Allah says on the day of judgment your wealth nor your children will not avail thee except those who bring to Allah a purified heart forgiveness is an opportunity to invoke Allah to have your heart cleansed yet how many people recognize what a great gift this is how many people really use it consciously that is a special favor this is the greatness of Allah are you not in awe of Allah how loving is Allah how supportive is Allah how protective of you is Allah and how providing the last gift that I'm going to speak to you about is invocation dua the Prophet of Islam Muhammad وسلم, said that dua changes your destiny it changes not a small thing this is a special favor I end with this because my time is up that be aware brothers that Allah is always available to us but we have to be aware and available to Allah's love his support his protection and his provision we are to recognize Allah his love his support his protection and his provision if you don't recognize that you will not realize that it won't become real for you if it doesn't become real for you you will not become receptive to it you will not experience it in your life and if you don't experience it in your life you will not rejoice in it so I end with the final verse that I'm going to quote today it says let them talking about human beings let them in the bounties and mercy of Allah rejoice let them in the bounties and mercy of Allah rejoice it is better than what they striving to amass you going out and doing your thing and trying to get by in the world Allah is telling you it is better that you rejoice in Allah's favors upon you and his forgiveness upon you it is better that you do that than get lost in this world so with that I am very thankful for having had this opportunity to be here in Grassy Park with my brothers and sisters to glorify Allah and to remember Allah you know and the last thing I will say there's so much to say beloved Prophet said that the difference between one who remembers Allah and one who doesn't is like the difference between the living and the dead and I can tell you many of us are walking around dead we don't know it we don't know it so shukran there are CDs available at some of the bookshops here in uh, I have a few as well experiencing salam and empowered supplication this is a gift for you shukran again thank you brothers and sisters and Mulana for giving me this opportunity shukran assalamu alaikum